good evening good evening this is humble dame coming to you guys on this magnificent monday i wanted to come and speak to you guys about something that may be a little murky for you guys or may leave you with sometimes that uh with a bit of confusion at times uh, i want to speak about how narcissistic um family members they use uh conversation as a weapon so normal people who are saying use conversation as a point of bonding or laughter uh, getting to know you, joking around. Uh, narcissistic family members on the other end, they use conversation or like conversing or joking around. They use that as a weapon, right? So they will hide and cloak. I have a lot of women in my family, uh, parents and grandparents and aunties, you know, cousins, uh, older women, like family friends that are like over the hill. Um, we have also maybe some like old friends, uh, a lot of women and men, family members, they like to use conversation as a weapon. And by what, by that, I mean, uh, let's say if you're talking about, um, bats, right. And you're like, well, I saw these bats the other day, a, a documentary on bats. Uh, and it was uh, so great. Right. And so the narcissist will turn around and say, uh, there's no bats that stay here, but if that's interesting to you, right. And so you have to listen to their tone. You have to watch their glib, smug, dumbass body language, how they have this weird look in their eyes, like they're like pulling the wool over your eyes. And so those are called, uh, in hood jargon, it's called sneak dissing, right? They'll even act like they're inspiring you and cloaked, it's cloaked inspiration. Uh, they're really uh, insulting you. They actually hate your guts. And I have a lot of people in my family that are like this, unfortunately. Um, and I didn't catch on to it quite, uh, quite, uh, quick when I was younger, because I was still thinking that people were saying the majority were that they use conversation as a form of just talking. We're just talking about the trees, you know, the weather, uh, kids, you know, our relationship with our boo, our man. But, um, the narcissist, even the elders, you would think that you would come to them for wisdom and they may have experience, right? But wisdom is uh, knowing when to use that experience. The elderly narcissist, the over the heel ones in your family, uh, they use their experience uh, acting like they're giving you inspiration and they're actually insulting you or they're actually emotionally or psychologically trying to abuse you. Um, we, we see this a lot with mother daughter dynamics, which is something that I experienced quite a bit for years now. Um, or like with mother-in-law, for those of you who are um, married, who are, uh, in holy matrimony or matrimony, uh, whatever you want to name it, uh, that are wedded or be wedded or, uh, espoused or, you know, or engaged, you will start to notice sometimes there's dynamics like that with the mother-in-law or like, you know, sister-in-laws that are very bitchy and catty and nasty. And um, they call it nice nasty. There are several terms for it. It's like nice nasty, uh, also known as sneak dissing, uh, also known as um, being a bitch. And so uh, they don't view conversation the same way you do. So just be very mindful of that. And um, you can come off as a bitch as well back to them. Um, sometimes it's best to be silent. We have to know. I told you guys about being a silent profiler. And so I do believe in being silent. But Unfortunately, with uh, like the bitchy, elderly, narcissistic family members, they view your silence as compliance. And so they will keep picking and net and net picking and, uh, you know, poking and poking 
until they want to get some type of a, a reaction out of you. And then they like to turn the guns on you again through this conversation behind your back now. Right. So the conversation starts uh, with you. They use conversations as a weapon. They'll put you down uh, and say they're inspiring you. Uh, they'll put your parenting down, your looks down, everything, your financial status down, your body image. They put all of that stuff down. Um, but they're acting like they're inspiring you. And I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to coach you. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm an elder. I'm trying to give you my uh, my my wisdom. And it's really just uh, experiences, bitter experiences that they, they can't wait to just like jab you with. Um, and so it, when you have a reaction when you're young and you're confused, right, and you can kind of feel something that's off and you can see that they're, they have this dumbass like face expression where they're very glib and very uh, apathetic uh, and, and they know that they're actually trying to push your buttons. Now, when they get you to react, then they can turn the conversation to being holier than thou. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, how did you get that out of that? Where did you get that from? I didn't mean that. Oh, you're crazy. They, they will proceed to say you're crazy. Uh, they'll uh, question your mental illness. And so not only have they net picked and they, uh, they, they have cloaked inspiration, uh, right, with their conversations that they use as a weapon. When you do react, then they, they add more weaponry. They have a lot of weaponry, these elderly, uh, uh, narcissistic, sadistic, you know, family members. They uh, then they add uh, salt, uh, salt to your wound or more salt to the injury. However, that saying goes by uh, by uh, when you react, they also question your mental health. So now your mental health is in play. I was just insulting you. Why are you mad? You know, that type of reaction. And um, when that's done, what they end up doing is they will go behind your back, which shows that they're two faced, incredibly two faced. And uh, then they'll tell other people, well, I was just talking about bats. And they got really mad at me, like, oh, I think something's wrong with them. So they plant seeds of discord behind your back as they have already covertly and narcissistically caused all of that drama. And so I like to refer to them as I used to refer to my ex like this. It's not that I'm a nitpicker or I view other people as all narcissistic. Um, it's just that, unfortunately, I have a narcissistic family um, and, and uh, uh, old friends and um, old lovers because that's all I knew. And I thought that was normal. And now that I'm getting older and I find out that's not normal. I don't want that. Um, they will start a fire. This is my analogy I've always used about my narcissistic family. They will start a fire and then call like the fire department and then like innocently and like cry and, oh, what happened? And it's very believable, right? It's very believable. And you can be the person that saw them start, start that fire. And other people are so convinced by their mask of sanity that they will uh, then again call into question. Now you have a group dynamic. They will call into question your mental health and you're such a nice person and da-da-da, right? So, you know, just be mindful of that while you're being a silent profiler. If you guys haven't listened to that episode on this beautiful podcast, Humble Dame, go back and listen to that. I'm going to be doing more short, short episodes just to speak about things as I am experiencing them so that you can see that I'm a real person. I deal with real issues. Um, I don't call myself like humble dame just to, uh, you know, be pretentious or be fake. I'm literally trying to be humble. And it's very hard to be humble around people that are so prideful, haughty, delusional. It's And I'm, I'm in the family of them. And uh, you can love people that are narcissistic. I, I, I love people in my family. I've loved my exes. Um, you can love them, but you have to know how to deal with them uh, correctly. And one of the ways you deal with them is not taking none of their conversation seriously. Nothing is serious with them. 
Um, even if they're like breadcrumbing or giving you like little, you know, little crumbs of affection. And it may be genuine for the moment or it feels that way to you. It's really just to set you up or to keep you kind of just quiet for a little bit. And then they'll go right back to psychological abuse um, through their conversations that they use as weaponry. Um, and so just be very careful of that when you're having that conversation with your mother-in-law, your sister-in-law, your aunt, you know, the elders that we're supposed to, we're taught to respect, but yet they use their conversation as a, you know, to, to, to taunt you, which is weaponry. And then they use it to triangulate. It's so many different. And maybe I would do another podcast about that, about how they, the different weaponry of their conversations. Um, there's nothing beautiful about it or uh, nourishing or nurturing. There's nothing pleasing about it. It's, it's not real. And so, um, and it can be disheartening at first, but after a while, uh, it's best to be a silent profiler and then go with the flow. Okay. This is Humble Dame coming to you guys on this wonderful, magnificent Monday. All right. And don't use your conversation as a weapon. Use your ears as a weapon to hear. Okay. And then that way you'll know how to move accordingly. Have a wonderful day. Night. Oh, <laughs>